5G has been one of the most heavily hyped technologies in recent years, and it's coming to the iPhone 12. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me is our expert on all things mobile, Shar Tipkin. Welcome, Shar. Thanks for having me. We previously touched on how 5G will play a big role in the next iPhone, but ultimately, what does it mean to have 5G in the iPhone 12? Yeah, I mean, so basically, Apple's catching up with everybody else in Android. Basically, all high-end phones we've seen come out in the past year have had 5G. So this is that super fast connectivity, um, super responsive. There shouldn't be very much latency, so you can do things like, uh, you know, have your band practice on Zoom, and you'll actually be able to play in sync or do things like that. Um, You know, the phones are going to be capable. We'll have to see what happens with actually applications and if they're able to take advantage of this. But generally, the idea is this is the connectivity that's going to be um, expanding all over the globe over the next decade, basically. Right. And for for most people, especially off the bat, like how will the experience change or will it change? It really depends on what kind of 5G you're tapping into. Uh, so some some versions of 5G are kind of slower. Uh, they're not necessarily much faster than 4G. Uh, but then there's this other kind that's way, way faster. Um, so if you're living in one of the cities that has it and you're basically standing near a tower, uh, not behind any trees, you could have really fast download speeds. Kind of the problem that we have with 5G right now is it's basically all about speed. There aren't a ton of applications. There aren't a ton of um, new products or devices or services that really have evolved or come out because of 5G. So it's really kind of like downloading a video really quickly or uh, streaming um, in 4K and you know, not having it glitch or anything like that. Um, the hope is with Apple getting into the market because it's it's going to be such a big player right away that developers start looking at more unique things that can take advantage of 5G. And we could have some some new services and new things come out like what we saw happen with 4G. Right, right. We had things like live streaming, Uber. Uh, a number of different apps. You talked about the bands, and let's kind of break that down for our listeners. What are the different bands, and which carriers are sort of pushing which bands? When you think about the kind of super fast, life-changing 5G, that's something called millimeter wave. These are super high-frequency bands, extremely fast, way, way faster than what you get with 4G, super responsive, um, and we're basically only seeing this in the US. This isn't really widespread around the world right now. Um, And the biggest company that's really been pushing it is Verizon. So Verizon chose to build out its 5G network first using millimeter wave. So it can tout these insane speeds, but you can only get it in 36 markets around the country. It's it's and then it's not even in every part of those cities. So it might might just be in, you know, downtown Chicago, but if you live on, you know, the west side or whatever, you can't get it. There then there's something called low band. Uh, these are the slower but um, you know, more reliable airwaves. This has really been pushed by T-Mobile especially. So when T-Mobile talks about its nationwide 5G network, that's what it has. What CNET's reviewers have found is it's not really that much faster than 4G, but um, 
it, it's easier for carriers to roll out. We've also seen AT&T do a lot with this. Verizon hasn't launched its low band network yet, but that's still kind of expected this year. Uh, the benefit of that is it's a lot easier to have pretty comprehensive, pretty good coverage. So you could theoretically cover a whole city with 5G if you're using low band. Kind of the sweet spot of 5G is what's called mid-band waves. These fall between the two, and so they're faster than 4G, you know, faster than low band, but they're more reliable than something like millimeter wave. So what we're going to see is carriers use a combination of all three of those to have good 5G coverage over the next several years. Right. It's important to know that T-Mobile right now is really the only one actually rolling out mid-band. They got that spectrum from Sprint. That's why they were so aggressive and so desperate to buy Sprint. Um, and so you're seeing some of that getting rolled out now. Um, in terms of price, that, that's obviously a big deal with iPhones or generally expensive phones to begin with. Do you think that uh, 5G will make these iPhones more expensive? We're really going to have to see what happens, but what we've generally seen across the board is that 5G does add to the cost of devices. When the first 5G phones came out last year, like Samsung's Galaxy S10 was uh, $400 more with 5G than if you just wanted the 4G version. And kind of what that's meant is that if if there's an option in a market between 4G and a 5G version, people are buying the 4G version. They aren't buying 5G. Uh, we've really seen prices come down very rapidly for 5G phones, though. So, you know, Samsung's newest phones aren't really that much more expensive than the 4G versions last year or previously. Uh, you know, they're kind of starting around $1,000 for their flagship line. We'll have to see if Apple... Um, you know, how much of a premium it puts on 5G. Uh, we've also seen the millimeter wave versions are costing more than the other because they require some more components. It's more uh, difficult. There has to be these little sort of like modules in a phone so that if you accidentally cover one with your hand, the other ones can still get the signal because... Yeah, these radio waves cannot pass through your hands. Uh, so that, you know, adds to the size. It, it kind of affects the design of the device. Um, you know, I, th I do think Apple will probably have some, a premium for 5G, but it's not going to be $400 more than, you know, what the iPhone 11 lineup cost this year. Right. It's, uh, you, as you note, the, a lot of these are the Verizon variants, right? The Pixel 4a with 5G that just got announced last week, we found out the Verizon version of that phone is $100 more than the, the standard Google version. So clearly there's already a premium kind of built in on within a family of phones. So it'd be interesting to see how Apple prices that, particularly that millimeter wave version of it. Whether or not they all get it, it's still kind of up in the air, right? Yeah, we don't know yet what's going to happen. Some rumors say that just the iPhone 12 Pro Max will have a millimeter wave version. Uh, but basically, Verizon doesn't really want to sell a 5G phone without millimeter wave. And not everybody who wants a new iPhone wants the biggest phone. So we're really going to have to see if Apple has millimeter wave in different options as well. Uh, you know, kind of what we've seen with Samsung is they'll have one version that has millimeter wave and it comes out later than the other versions. And it costs more than the other 5G versions. Um, you know, Apple, who knows what they'll do. We're, we're going to find out. But um, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how including millimeter wave is going to affect the pricing for the iPhones. 
Yeah, and oh, speaking of pricing, there's also the other side of things, the the carrier pricing plans. And I'm sure this is something my listeners really care about is, do I have to change my plan to get access 5G? Yeah, that's a very complicated topic based on what carrier you're talking about. Um, you know, and then there's all these surveys coming out that like half of iPhone owners think that their current phones can access five, their current iPhones can access 5G. Uh, you know, part of that is AT&T who had this 5G e-branding. It's not 5G at all. Uh, you cannot access 5G. It is 4G. With the different carriers, basically AT&T, if you want 5G, you have to have a different plan. Uh, T-Mobile, you can stay on your current plan and access 5G. Verizon kind of has this sort of hybrid thing. If you want to access their really fast millimeter wave, you have to switch to a new plan. Uh, basically, these are all unlimited plans because the idea is 5G can consume a lot of data really quickly because it goes so, so fast. You may not even realize how much you're consuming. Uh, but but yeah, it, it's very complicated. CNET has a lot of good content kind of breaking this down for people with some nice charts and explanations of how much is it going to cost for four lines? What do I get with it, etc. But yeah, you know, it, it is pretty complicated. Basically, carriers get once a decade, we move to a new wireless technology. They've invested billions building out these networks. They want to try to make that money back. They want people, but they also at the same time want people to move to these networks. So it's not like they're going to make it so prohibitively expensive that everybody's like, nah, I think I'm going to sit out 5G. But, you know, they've, they're trying to take advantage of the fact that we're switching to this new technology. Yeah, you make a good point. This is a big sort of switching opportunity for a lot of these carriers trying to get other folks to jump from say AT&T to T-Mobile or Verizon to AT&T with this new technology. I suspect, uh, you're right, the plan's already complicated. I suspect they'll get even more complicated as we get more offers out as these carriers get aggressive. Um, yeah, and, and keep in mind to our listeners that the fine print on some of those unlimited plans, they do still have those throttling limits, uh, which they don't like to advertise, but they do say, like, if you hit a certain amount, they do reserve the right to slow you down, even if it is unlimited, which I always found a little annoying. But anyway, that, the car- so the carriers, that, that's its own complication. Uh, for a lot of folks who aren't looking to upgrade uh, and they've got, you know, the regular old dependable 4G iPhone, what happens with that, that iPhone? If you have a 4G iPhone, it doesn't mean that you need to throw this away and buy a new 5G iPhone. 4G keeps getting faster. Uh, 5G isn't really widespread yet. So more, most markets, you're still going to be tapping into 4G anyway. Uh, you know, Especially if you live in a rural area, there isn't really 5G there right now. Um, 4G also could get faster as more people move to 5G. So it's, it's not like this phone is worthless. But if you're planning to buy a phone this year and not upgrade for three or even four years, you're probably going to want to buy a 5G phone. By that point, it's going to be pretty widespread. Um, you know, we'll even see it in a lot of rural areas, and you just need to future proof and look at five G. And, and beyond just speed gains, what are some of the other benefits? And I'm talking about things like gaming and AR that you could sort of expect to see on a five G iPhone. Yeah, I mean, I think that what, one thing that Apple probably push is augmented reality. That is something that they've been talking about for a long time. They just see huge potential with it. Uh, you know, kind of the best example we've seen is Pokemon Go. And that doesn't really rely on having that great a connectivity. Like, that isn't something where all of a sudden it's going to be a much better experience with 5G. 
So we're going to have to see what developers come up with or if Apple comes up with things. Um, gaming also, you know, kind of the biggest benefit with gaming aside from just the speed is the latency. So it, there isn't going to be a sort of lag. So if you're playing a shooting game or, you know, whatever game against your friends. Fortnite. Yeah, it's thanks. Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite. If you're playing Fortnite, um, although iPhones, I don't know, Fortnite. Um <laughs> if you already have it downloaded on your iPhone. Um, yeah, those are going to be really quick and responsive. And um, yeah, we'll have to just see, though, how much developers take advantage of this and and, you know, what actually what it's like in practice. I, you know, I think the, the phone makers and carriers, frankly, are all kind of struggling to find ways to make us really want 5G. You know, I've talked to a lot of experts about 5G and you know, what a lot of analysts have found is people are only kind of buying 5G because that's the option that they have. Like all Samsung phones in the US now are 5G. So if you wanted a new Samsung phone, you're getting a 5G phone. You maybe just don't even really care that it has 5G in it. Um, but the hope is with Apple getting into this market, it's not just, oh, yeah, this is the phone I have to get. It's more like, oh, yeah, here are some real reasons why 5G is useful. Definitely. It'll be interesting to see how Apple markets 5G, especially as, as you said, like other people have struggled to really make a compelling pitch for 5G, especially with all of us locked down and, and not really on the go to take advantage of some of that network speeds. All right. Well, thanks, Shar. You can read all of our Apple coverage on CNET.com. If you have any questions about what's coming up, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge. And if you'd like to receive direct text messages from me, go to joinsubtext.com slash The Daily Charge to sign up. Also, please subscribe and rate the show. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.